Hello, everyone. Welcome to Stepping Into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host from juliatreat.com. I am so excited today to be introducing one of my very dear friends, Melissa Oatman. Welcome, Melissa. Hi. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Melissa, and then we're going to get to uh, discussing her massive transformation and all the things that she's doing in, in her life that will truly blow you away. So, Melissa, congrats. You just released your first book. Yes, I did. Breaking so up. excited. <laughs> so, the title I'm looking at because you sent me the bio page, and yeah. it's Breaking Up, Breaking Open, Breaking Free. That's just like the subtitle. The title of the book is... Um, Oh, it's called um, Beautifully Broken. Thank the you. I knew that was something guide. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Beautifully yeah. Broken, and go ahead and finish that. It's Beautifully Broken, The Spiritual Woman's Guide to Thriving, Not Simply Surviving Divorce or Breakup. Yay. Okay. Awesome. So that makes sense. So I'm looking at your bio page, and I, I pulled it up. I'm like, wait, I don't think that's the name of her book. But So I love this, though. It says Breaking Up, Breaking Open, Breaking Free. That's beautiful. I'm going to read a little bit about you, and then we'll get to talking, all right? All right. So Melissa Oatman is a healer, channeler, teacher, and intuitive. She hosts Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a podcast dedicated to improving lives and deepening spirituality. And I love the name, by the way. As a divorced mom of toddler twins, she survived single motherhood and discovered how to thrive. Sharing lessons learned along her journey, she helps others walking the same path. With sage advice, tools, tips, and prayers, Melissa paves the way for women to step into their own power, to see that though they may feel broken, they are not. With laughter and love, she shows us that our scars do not define us. We do. Ah, chills for that whole thing. <laughs> oh my God, that is amazing. Yes, thank you. Sorry, that's Nala. Every one of my podcast listeners know, every time I get on, she's like, wants to say hi. I think. Well, my dogs do too. And I, we had an echo when we started on my end. And that's one reason I have my earbuds in because my, my dogs, if they heard yours, they're laying right beside me, they would be barking. So we all have pets. It's fine. It is truly <laughs> fine. And that thing on your wall looks like your crown back there. Oh my God, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> like you just sit behind, underneath that and like do your videos or something. I'm just showing um, you a future image of me. <laughs> <laughs> that's you right now, honey. <laughs> so, okay. So let's, kind of start back where you and I met because you will have to help me with this. Um, I mean, I know you took some of my classes and we worked one-on-one -on -one coaching for a while, but can you kind of start, and then we're going to get into your transformation and where you're at now. Cause I want people to really understand that you can start in a place where you are not doing any of this. Like, yeah, really. yeah, I was, yeah, I was doing none of this uh, when okay, I so, started. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear all about it. Okay. So um, when I started actually, so I found your podcast and it's, funny because when I talk about this, my listeners say, I found your podcast. I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about because this is what happened to me. I uh, had gone through a breakup and I just, I was realizing that I kept repeating the same patterns of behavior over and over. And I just felt like stuck. And I just said, you know, there has to be more to life than this. I just feel like I wake up, I go to work, I take care of my kids, but there's nothing special about my life and nothing really feels like it rings true for me anymore, like nothing. So I was in a dark place trying to find something to help me. And I had an hour drive to and from work. So my brother said, you should listen to podcasts. So I turned on a podcast. He recommended a few. 
And I was like, eh, this isn't really making me feel better. It's not really uplifting me. So I don't know what I typed in. I don't know how your podcast came up, but it did. And I listened to one episode and I remember thinking, I, I just like this person. I don't know why I like her, but I just resonate with her. And she feels like home, like a friendly, you know, just Aww, familiar. I so I, I, within, I think a week or two had listened to every single podcast you had out because I had such a long drive and I was just like, I couldn't wait. And, um, you started talking about spiritual boot camp, So I thought, well, I want to try that. So I signed up for spiritual boot camp, and I, every day, like I couldn't wait to get the next email to do the next thing. And it was just amazing because what I found was the more I started changing my mindset and the more I started getting in tune with my spiritual team, I just started awakening to a lot of new things. Like for example, um, I had been told before you that I had I should be healing people, but I really had no idea what that meant. And I thought it was pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I started working with you, I decided I wanted to do a past life regression. So I contacted you to do that. And you okay. did one of those with me. And it was during that session, you said, um, you're supposed to be doing this work. And, you know, not like you have to jump in right away, but you're supposed to be doing this. This is your path. And that kind of blew me away. And also, though, I realized well, that's not the first time I've heard that. So I decided to take your um, Reiki course, the Healing with the Angels and Masters course. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think, the first big course that I took with you. And I was just blown away because I just started, I just decided I was going to go for it, like everything. I just, I started doing one-on-one coaching with you through that too, because I wanted to learn how to. Well, that's right. You did like the whole shebang, which a couple people do. And, and I want to point out too, because you took that course. And I mean, I think people are getting more and more open that we can do things. We don't have to be, we're we're connected. We don't have to be in the same room or, and that, you know, even being attuned to Reiki and learning that you can do it online, which I believe you're doing with people now. So you know, even healing people long distance and teaching it, that there's no rules. Uh, there's no rules to any of this. So yeah, cool. So, okay. So you did the one-on-one with me. That's right. Cause I remember we talked a lot, which is what happens sometimes. It's awesome. Cause I think sometimes it, it helps someone really move forward quickly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I said, well, I'd like to coach people and you said, okay, do it. Okay. Do it. You know, use your intuition and Um, I've been getting a lot of coaching clients lately, uh, that it's, I work with people on all areas of their life, um, whether it's career relationships, whatever. And I think the thing that you do and what I do is different from just regular coaches is I tap into their energy before I even meet with them. And so when they come to me, I'm like, oh, so you've got this going on and this going on. And they're like, what, how'd you know that? And I say, well, I just, I, I ask your guides, you know, what, what do you need help with? And so it's really helpful for them because it's really tailored to whatever they really need, because sometimes they don't even know what that is. I agree. I mean, I think there's amazing coaches that maybe don't understand that they're intuitive. I think we're all intuitive, but um, when you have someone that really can tap into their whole situation, (laughs) I mean, we're talking past, present, future, and really get the, the message from the higher realms then, I mean, and sometimes I think when we tell them things, like even when I told you, you're supposed to be doing this work, it may not, you might be going, oh, that sounds cool. But a lot of people maybe don't, they think that sounds kind of weird or overwhelming, but then it starts 
coming into them like, wait a minute, I am being called to do something else or I can't get that off my mind. And so, yeah, it's cool. And it's all about, like you said, all areas of your life because it's just about changing the mindset and we just have to understand how we do that. And that someone who's done that already can lead you into that path. Right. And I think, yeah, what a lot of people don't understand is they'll feel stuck. They'll feel it's, they can't even describe it. Sometimes I have people who come to me and say, I don't, I don't know what it is. I just know something's off. Something's not right. And that's, I think where people like you and I come in and like, I can tell you it's off. Yeah. (laughs) I I love that. And it's also, I think they'll say that sometimes. And then when I give them a reading or, and then they'll go like, if it's a reading, because coaching and readings go together too. But sometimes they'll go, oh, I think I knew that. I just needed someone to tell me that. Or it gives them the oomph to go for it or whatever the case may be. So people are finding your podcast just like people tell my find my podcast. Like I hear people say it turned on. My phone turned on to your podcast and I've never listened to a podcast. I'm like, well, that's weird. <laughs> that's yes. weird, but that's not me. I didn't go, poof, go get some more people for me. <laughs> I've had people say they were listening to a different podcast and mine just started playing. Same here. Yeah. I love it. So you have to understand, I want everyone that's listening that these synchronicities happen and it is up to us to pay attention. So our team's going to give us winks and signs all the time, but we can be in this tunnel vision, this ego mind that's, that's ignoring all the stuff when they're going here, this maybe doesn't make sense at this moment, but go listen to this because it's going to help you. Mm -hmm. Um, So over the course of, you know, your transformation, and it was very quickly, you know, rapid, because you were just amazing out the gate. And then um, you started thinking about, I think it came out, didn't it, that you were supposed to write a book or something when we were working together? Yeah, it did, actually. I was just thinking, I, I just got reminded already... of that. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, you did. Actually, you told me I was going to write several books, but you said, you said that, and I I think I started laughing because actually at that point I had already started writing things down, but I didn't know if it was going to be a book. I just thought it was going to be something cathartic for me that I was just going to write my experiences and maybe it would turn into a book, but that was just kind of a pipe dream to me. Like who knows Mm -hmm. who would want to read. Same with my book. Yeah. With my stories. And, and wasn't it so healing? So for me, it was, I almost had a, a anxiety attack publishing it. And I know this is past life stuff for me. Like, ah, I'm really going to say this out again in the world. But once I, it was out, I realized how much it healed me to write everything. And then I started talking about my stories on my podcast, which just healed me even more. Yeah, it does. Because uh, you get it out. And I've had so many people contact me and say, thank you for sharing your story. Because we have such similar stories. Or you've helped me because I went through something and I didn't know what it was. And you talking about your transformation or what you were going through or how you went through this breakup, that's helped me in my life in so many ways. And I think I said to you one time, if I help one person, you know, maybe one person might listen to my podcast. I know. I I remember you saying that. that. I know. Um, But yeah, it's, it's becoming more popular. You know, it keeps picking up in popularity and people reach out from all over the world, actually. I know. Doesn't that blow your mind? Me too. When I look at my analytics, I'm like, oh my God. Literally, yesterday I was looking and go, people in Hong Kong are listening to me? Oh my God. So, <laughs> and that just shows that we have something that others in the world need to hear. And I'm going to say that everyone, all of you listening, the world needs you. You have gifts to share, but you're going to think someone else has done this before, but that is not the case. There's almost what? We're reaching, I have chills everywhere. 
eight billion people on the planet. We need to we need more to come out and step up, find your voice, get coaching or mentoring if you want to do this. Not even BS, just to get out, you know, in your platform in the light. And I was going to say something really prophetic there right before I said all that, and it just went zoopy. So I know your book, like you said, you wanted to help it if one person even was helped by this. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Because there's so many people that are reach out and go, yeah, yeah, well, you know, they don't, that person doesn't have the life I do. They don't do what I do. I'm like, okay, Melissa has full-time job teaching, which is ungodly hours. I'm going to say that because as a speech, but they speech therapist. I used to go into schools at so early. I wanted to like, <laughs> yeah. and she raised, you know, these twins that, you know, it's, and she's been through it just like we all have. So we can all find our excuses or we can actually say I'm a lawyer and I don't have any excuses. And that's what Melissa yeah. did. Absolutely. I mean, I always tell people you can find a million reasons to fail and you're going to fail every time. You know, if you start planning it, you're going to plan your failure. But if you start believing and seeing your successes and all the things that could go right, you're calling that in. But we tend to want to focus on what could go wrong, the what ifs, instead of looking at what could go right. Right. And I think it's for some of us, I mean, for me, I feel it was me resisting my standing in my, in my greatness you yeah. know, for real. And, um, and again, if, whether it's tied to past lives or thinking you're going to lose people this lifetime or, or someone's going to be upset with you or disappointed because you're not being who they think you should be. Like there's so many things we can start putting in our head, but when we just realize it's funny because, you know, Jesus is one of my guides and is always saying, forgive them for they know not what they do. Like I hear him say that to me all the time. And I understand, you know, he'll show me the wounds that they hold um, within. And that's the only reason anyone would say anything out of the line to any of us was only because um, they have their own wounds. And so when we keep that in mind, my dogs might start barking. Sorry about that. So, okay. It's okay. Their dad just came in. It's okay. I'm just like, yeah. Um, so we have pups, that's all. And so when I lost my train of thought, so <laughs> Melissa, take it over. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> What do you want to add to that? Having their inner wounding that they, and you're right, people who, you know, want to say negative things do it because they don't feel good about themselves inside. And then and, we're still supposed to speak. Yes. And I definitely struggled with people liking me. I was a people pleaser. I say that I was a reformed people pleaser because I used to always care what other people thought about me. And I realized that that was probably 95% of my problem because I was keeping myself stuck trying to please everyone else. And the only person that wasn't happy was me. Oh boy. There's so many I need to hear this today for sure. <laughs> and even stepping into your platform, which you are in, and I know you don't know if you found this yet or if you struggle with this or if you're finding a way through it, but I think I find there, there's places where I feel like, well, now I'm, I'm cheering all these people and so I really had to work on letting that go and realize, look, I'm just here to show them how I did it and they can do it too and letting that go. And I think it's just important for all of us finding our way and yes, showing or teaching, but we can't, we don't have to carry one another anymore. Like those days are over and we just, we just enable and help people stay stuck. And so what you're doing, what I'm doing, you know, pushing through what the perceived blocks are. So say something's hard or, or seems difficult, like, starting a podcast or doing whatever and 
maybe the technical part, we have to learn something new. We have to embrace that. We have to embrace the new if we're going to push forward. Because I know the techie stuff was for me, oh, a little bit of a bear in the beginning. But I kept saying, angels, help this be easy for me. I, instead of cursing technology, I'm embracing technology. And again, it's however we look at something, changing the mindset, which is what we help people do. And when we just embrace something, I love technology. I just started saying that, that everything just started, I started figuring out things easily. So yeah. with everything in life, however we want to um, look at it, that life is difficult, life is hard, I have to work hard, or like your, your book is, is about, you know, you're not broken. You are not your experience. You're a survivor. You're a thriver. You're a warrior. Like, I don't know what you say in the book yet. I haven't read it yet, but I plan to. But it is what you tell yourself that you are. Yes. Um a lot of my book is really about healing. It's um, self-love, teaching people what self-love is, why it's important, how most of us suffer from low self-esteem because of our childhood or because of past lives and how to fix that within us, how to um, see divorce not as an opportunity, you know, not as, oh, I failed, but as an opportunity to totally redefine who you are and to like a phoenix rise from the ashes and create something entirely different and new and better from it. And I, I talk about relationships and you know and forming attachments and codependency and all of those things that are definitely important in relationships to learn, but learning really that it all comes from your own view of yourself. Really? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That is key. Is the self I, I'm teaching my course right now called the self-love solution. So we're right in tune with each other. And you know, you said, so again, there's what 8 billion people on the planet. I just was on a local television show. I'm on weekly talking about this this week that, you know, Valentine's we're, we're recording this around Valentine's day. And it's, it's tough for a lot of people who have lost a loved one, you know, their soulmate, but that we have so many soulmates here. I mean, we don't have one soulmate and people get really hooked, you know, connected with that or, like you said, I've, oh, I'm divorced once, I'm failed, or twice, oh my God, I'm, you know, whatever, I'm a complete, complete failure. I have a friend that's been married eight times, and we think it's awesome because, you know, some of us are here to have a lot of relationships. And I told her, I said, you know, and she's such a gem. I said, you should be a coach for women who want to be married because you're an expert in it. Like you, and she, it was just great. It was hilarious, and that's her personality. See, those are just the old rules that we grew up with that, well, number one, you have to be married period, that you have to have this piece of paper that means something. I mean, we can make vows to each other without that. Um, and I think with Ascension, we're moving back to ways of, we don't have to have all of that. And that we do glide in and out of relationships. And yes, it's painful, even if you're the one that decides to leave. And I think the biggest pain is because we know we're hurting someone else. Mm -hmm. And as these earth angels that we are, it just, it, we will stay so much longer just because we don't want to hurt someone but we really do have to stop that because we're not helping either one in the relationship. We're not helping any children that are learning what love means. And so I would say if we stay in a relationship that the love is not there, it doesn't mean you don't love that person, but you're not in love. It's just not it anymore. You're keeping both of you from meeting your, your next soulmate. Yeah. And I talk about a lot about setting healthy boundaries for yourself. And when you stay in a relationship longer than you should, you're not speaking your truth and you're not setting your boundary and saying, this is what I need and you're not providing it for me. And so I need to find it elsewhere. And I also talk about, you know, a lot of people say you should stay for the kids, but that's really, really 
counterproductive. That just, I'm sorry. It makes me sad. And I know kids get very upset when their parents, a lot of them get very upset when they're separating, but in the long run, I mean, if there's no love there, what are they learning? They're just wanting to stay with someone no matter what. Exactly. They're learning that love isn't a great thing. Love is just boring. You know, if they see their parents aren't happy or love is hard or love is frustrating or love is this or that, they're learning how to be treated by others and how to treat others by watching their parents. So if they're seeing that, it's not teaching them the right thing for sure. Right. It's not so I know there's gonna be a lot of women hearing this that, okay, they, all they've been waiting for is just that gumption. Gumption, is that even a word anymore? I'm gonna talk to a millennial and find out the new word for that. I learned so much from millennials. The gumption to just leave, um, that it's not that they feel threatened or anything's gonna happen. They just, oh, I just, okay, maybe I can do it. But, you know, there's a lot of women, and I was in a position uh, where I was very fearful of my life um, when I was 19, and I was actually pregnant, and um, my boyfriend at the time, who was 35, held a gun to my head, and, you know, at that moment, I actually ended up miscarrying four months later, I'm I'm sure because of stress, or who knows what, why, but just that moment where I knew that I mean, I was terrified, but I knew that I could not live like this anymore. Like, this was not what I wanted to live like. And I sure as heck did not want a child to be around that. Um, so I talk about that same thing in my book. I, I actually talk about the moment that scared me, that I knew that I had to leave too. Um, but it was still a while coming after that. But when I was seven months pregnant with my twins, we uh, lived with his parents. And we had to go to a non-stress test. And I had invited my mom to go because I wanted her to be there. And she was super excited. These were her first grandbabies. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was, that set him off. He was mad because I had invited her. And it was just supposed to be a moment between us. And I didn't see it as a big deal at all. I thought most people, you know, most women want their mom to take part, you know, be there for, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and he was very angry and he told me to get out of his, you know, he was in my car. I told him to get out of my car and he refused to do it. So he said, um, well, fine, just come in the house and talk to me for a minute. And I did because I didn't want to be late for the appointment and I just wanted him out of my car. And when I did, he put me in like a chokehold mm-hmm. and had me like on the bed. Um, and it scared me because I didn't know what he was going to do. Um, yes. And I managed to somehow break free and drive myself to the hospital and where my mom met me and he wasn't there. And they actually prevented him from coming to the hospital that night because we were like scared of what he would do. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that was like the first of a, a lot of, but the most scary. And for me, I was like, you know, I don't want my daughter to see anyone treating her, treating me this way and thinking that's okay. Or my son thinking that it's okay to treat a woman that way. That's right. Person. And just not yeah. okay to treat their mom like that. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, just conversations really covering everything where just, you know, not stepping into that I'm going to hurt someone, you know, that you have to think of yourself first. You have to love yourself no matter what. So if it means, yeah. okay, I'm just married, this isn't, this isn't fun anymore or happy. And, and you really, I always say before you do that, if that's the case, then just go back to, you know, both of you talk and go back to remembering what you fell in love with first. Like, cause then life happens and we forget that we still kind of love that person, but then things like what you went through and I did and, and I had other relationships, but, um, knowing that 
just reach out and call someone, talk to someone, go to a women's center. Like that would have been my next. I actually just left while he was at work and walked into town, which was, I don't even know. I swear it was miles. <laughs> um, so because I was so secluded, um, I had no vehicle. It was just, and that was, that's just how that, some of those things work. I mean, yeah. you're so secluded a, and now <laughs> you have no yeah. life but me. Well, that's what manipulators do. And that's what abusers do is they do seclude people. They seclude their victim. They make you feel like your family, like they turn your family against, not against you, but they make you, they try to make you feel like your family is trying to tear you guys apart. And so they're the bad people, mm -hmm. um, which is what my ex did. And a lot of abusers do that. They manipulate you so that you don't see things the way they really are. And it's not until you fully open your eyes that you can see it. You really have to dig through a lot of layers of BS to get through it and see that, oh my gosh, wow, I've been, because mine would cry on the spot. I would talk to him and he would just start crying. And that made me as an empath, I talked about this in my book too, crumble. Like I felt horrible. And I always felt like I, it was, everything was my fault. I was the bad guy. I did everything wrong. And it wasn't until I just one day realized that, you know what, he was fine. And now all of a sudden he's just bawling his eyes out. Like he can cry at the drop of a hat. He's manipulating me and mm -hmm. he's been doing that. And that's when it kind of all unraveled for me. And I think that a lot of women, they have to get to the point where they see that for themselves, but they are very isolated. So it's so important. If you're isolated, you don't have to be. There are resources out there for you, um, people who can help you and, you know, go to your family. I don't care what's happened between you. Yeah. Don't put on a face like everything's perfect. And like, yeah. I can't let them know I'm in this place because get the, you know, get the backing, get the people. Cause they do, you know, there's, there's people out there that will help you. Um, mm -hmm. Here's an interesting thing. I was thinking about this when I just told my story and you were telling yours. I heard a couple of years ago that my boyfriend at the time of the incident I just discussed um, had passed. And, uh, oh, that was interesting. I, so I, through the years, I, I learned to forgive because I knew that it would only eat me up and I was not willing to do that. And even, it wasn't to where what they did was okay, but I could forgive them. I could have, his name was Rocky. I could have gone up and, and hugged him and it would not have faced me but it's because I stood in my own power and it wasn't a power thing over him. It was just, you don't affect me that way. And I actually love you because I know that you had messed up shit going on to be acting like that. But it was about two months ago. I just, it dawned on me. He came in my dreams. Cause I remember telling Michael, I think I told Michael about it. My, my Michael, we've been together for over 10 years. Um, I think I told him, I told someone, I think it was him. I said, you know, I can't believe Rocky came to me while I was sleeping and apologized. So they will do that because they're not in the wounded ego soul, you know, the wounded soul that has the ego. They're not in that space anymore. If they've gone to the, you know, with the angels, I'm not saying gone to the light, just if they're on the other side of it all. And he apologized. And I thought it was so moving. I'm like, Oh my God, that's, that's amazing that you came to apologize. And now I kind of find a lot of people who have passed who are mean to me, to be honest, are starting to apologize to me in my sleep. Well, I think it's amazing you brought that up because people in the living are, have apologized to me that I never would have expected to get apologies from. And I truly believe it was because I worked on myself and I did forgive those people. I, you know, I imagined them standing in front of me and I said, you know, I forgive you for what you did. And this situation caused me this pain, but I know now what it was really about. You were showing me 
what I still needed to fix in myself. You know, with my ex, he was showing me I needed to stand up for myself. I needed to believe in myself. I needed to have self-esteem and self-love. Um, and same thing kind of with my dad. You showed me I have abandonment issues. I need to be secure in who I am and, and not feel the need to have an anxious attachment to whoever I'm with. And both of them since have apologized to me. And I, I mean, amazing. if you would have ever told me my ex would have apologized to me for anything, I would have been like, right. <laughs> I know in spiritual boot camp, I have an exercise that you one of so there's 28 days, but one day you get into a spiral of blue or turquoise light, I believe. So I always teach whatever I'm given to do. And so it's like, and you're, this person's facing you and you're looking them in the eyes and you're just saying, I love you, I forgive you, but you're healing both of you. And so that's very cool that you brought that up because we have so much power when we do that, when we shift our own energy and um, yeah, it's, it's truly amazing and so freeing that people will then act totally different to you that you, and, and it's so important that we look at things as what am I here to learn? What is this here to teach me? I mean, I have things right now I'm going through that I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this? Okay. Because I'm ready to learn so that we can get on the other side of this because yes. we have to learn it. <laughs> and so, yeah, so it's always when you get thrown for a loop or you're in a relationship, whatever's going on. Okay. What is this here to teach me? Yes. I always say that here. shifting. What's, why is this happening to me to why is this happening for me? And in my book, one of the things I do talk about my book also has after at the end of each chapter, there's journaling moments where I love you, it, you know, go through the different exercises. And one of them is forgiveness and I explained that, you know, forgiving someone doesn't mean that it's okay what they did or that they'll do it to you again, but it's like carrying around a dead body, carrying around all that energy that's connected to the, the hurt, you know, that they caused you. So doing a cord cutting and forgiving and letting go is something that's so important. Because oh, I love that. Yeah. Your book is going to help so many people. Oh my gosh. I can even see, I swear, I can even see men reading it to understand how they can be better men. I don't know if that even makes sense. I've already had a guy who said, wow, I wish you would have written something like this for men. And one of the women said, well, you can read it too. It's not. I'm so seeing men read it and understanding so much more about life. I don't know. Just that's so cool. So I would say that's validation. I just got that message. Okay. So let's talk about all the ways that people can find you. Um, Again, the, your book, give me the title and how they can find your book or you or give me your whole platforms. I know you're, I see you on Facebook lives all the time. You got tons of people on there and I, I come and stalk you sometimes and go, hey, give you a little heart emoji. But yes, yeah, so I always love when I get that feedback. <laughs> um, so my book is called Beautifully Broken and the title comes from the, I was thinking of the ancient Japanese pottery, how it gets put back together and fused with gold. And the way I see it is when you are broken, but if you allow the light to come in to fuse you back together, and when I say the light, I mean God's light to come in and heal you, um, you're made even more beautiful than before. And so uh, if you look at the cover of the book, the image of the woman on there with the light coming through is supposed to be a symbolic of the light coming in and healing those wow. broken. Wow, nice. That's gorgeous. Oh, I can picture that. <laughs> but it's beautifully broken, the spiritual woman's guide to thriving, not simply surviving a divorce or breakup. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Goodreads. But I have a link on my website. Um, if you go to melissaoatman.com 
and click on shop, you can purchase my book. I have the direct link, so it will take you right to the page where you buy my book. And right now it's available in paperback and ebook, but I'm also working on the audiobook right now. I'm recording it even awesome. as we speak. I'm recording mine. That's so cool. I want to say too, so I'm going to drop the links for, for your website, you know, underneath, but I am going to also announce because if you, if people listen to this on iTunes and a couple of other feeds, they actually strip the links and that's why you never see links if we mention links. So oh, I just want you to know that. Um, so it's Melissa Oatman, O-A-T-M-A-N.com in case they just want to go there and not try to find a link anywhere. Right. Um, and you have links to all your social media on there too? I do. I do. So you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and all of my social media links are on my website. And I also have my podcast, Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, which is a daily podcast. And that's available on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, and I think YouTube as well. Um, Yay, but all my out. information is on my website. Anything you need to find out about me. Now, what do you do with clients? Give them, like, what do you do for appointments so they know what they can book with you? So if you want a session with me, everything that I offer, and I do Reiki, past life regressions, coaching, and card readings, all of that is available on, um, if you go to my website, you can see everything I offer and the pricing. You can pay on my website, but if you want to book, you can simply reach out to me and through email, through the website, through any social media platform, and I schedule the bookings. I was trying to use Acuity, but it was driving me insane. So <laughs> I had to just go to scheduling 101. And that works better because then you can get the perfect time for you. And I love that. Know, time zones all mixed up and everything. So wonderful. Yeah. So everyone, I mean, now, now you know so much about Melissa. She was on, weren't you on a while back? Yes. Did I have you on? Okay. Like a year or two. I can't remember. It's been a while. And yeah, right when I opened my business, I think. Okay. And you'd yeah. be like, see what happened. Okay, come here. Does Gracie have to say hi? Come here. Come here. Um, I'm just holding my Gracie up here now. So if you're, I'm going to post this on YouTube in case you all want to watch the video. It's up to you. Um, I'll have it on my podcast feed and on YouTube. And so contact Melissa. She's amazing. I would trust her with everything. Anything that I needed or wanted, I would definitely trust her myself. And um, if you ever, if you're ready to take the plunge and start moving into being, being Melissa, you can uh, contact me and I'll, I mean, she can coach you too. So contact either of us if you want to uh, move forward on your path. But I'm very grateful for you, Melissa. And it's so fun to watch you thrive. You are, a, you are definitely a spiritual warrior. And I'm, you know, like me, I want to make sure everyone knows we move through things. So we, we do things too, but we don't think, gosh, this was a mistake. We think I'm going to learn. What do I learn through this? And, it's, and we learn from everything we do. So because some people, I think, look at us at times and they'll think, oh, they just, have, they just like glided on through. It's like, oh, well, that's why our wings are so big because we are like blasting through things. We, we do not take no for an answer. Yeah. Uh, you, if you saw a day in my life, you'd be like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I love you so much, girl. So proud of you. Thank you. I love you so much too. Thank you for being the person that started it all for me. So, Hey, and I, I always said pay it forward ripple effect and you're doing it for others. So it is an honor to even get to talk to you again and, and have this time to spend. I'll have you on again at some point for sure. Keep yes. me uh, updated and everyone check out Melissa's 
podcast, get her book. I can't wait to read it. And, um, you know, reach out and get an appointment with her if you want. Yes, great. I would love that because I'm working on right now doing a workbook that I'm going to be possibly trying to sell to school districts that's called Mindfulness Matters. That is a course on teaching mindfulness to kids. <laughs> Can you believe that, Gracie? Oh my God. Gracie looked at me like, oh my God. I mean, that is amazing. But I'm going to try to do it so it's a workbook that not only will we sell to kids, but it will also hopefully be available on Amazon. So if parents wanted to just buy it to work through it with their children, they could. So Perfect. You're doing beautiful work. Oh my God. I, the angels are like applauding if they can applaud. It's more like singing <laughs> celestial music. So thank you for showing up in, uh, on this journey, doing the work. You're helping me show up. <laughs> we're in this together. There's a bunch of us too. We're all in this together, all of us. So yes. congrats. And I will be in touch with you very soon. All right. Well, thank Thanks you. for listening, everyone. And I'll see you on the next episode. God bless.